This is Ask an Expat with Marcus and Matt from An Expat's Russia, where we answer your questions about what it's like to live, work, and travel in Russia. Hi everyone, welcome to this episode. Today, we're going to talk about why living in Moscow is great for travel. Marcus, when I lived in Moscow, I did lots of traveling around Russia and around, you know, the surrounding countries. Um, I even, you know, took long trips outside of Russia to Asia. And um, I always found that traveling from Moscow was incredibly easy and convenient. There were direct flights almost anywhere in the world. Also, you have trains and cars. I've only taken one train, I think, outside of Russia. But one thing that always struck me was just how convenient living in Moscow is if you love to travel. Did you have the same? Right. I, I mean, as an American, you know, you don't really, I think I remember one time when I used the train, I took the is it the Amtrak uh, down the coast yeah. from Portland to Seattle. That's about it. And, you know, when you get to Russia, <laughs> trains are every everyday thing. Like you can, you can take the fast train, you know, between Moscow and, and St. Petersburg and Kazan and, you know, other nearby town cities and you can take the night train but um once we had a car mm -hmm. in moscow we love to to travel by car to nearby cities and countries and also moscow has four airports i mean three are you know right very big and and international yeah so the choice of travel is is quite big number of destinations that you can go to well one of the things i was thinking recently was if you look at just direct flights from moscow the options are seemingly endless if you think about one connection i mean is there really any place on the planet you can't get i don't know maybe, maybe i'm wrong right but there are just so many flights and i think about like right now i currently live just outside of houston texas even just to get to moscow i have to take a layover oh really uh well they have yeah they, they used to have a moscow Moscow Houston flight, but it's it's done now. Yeah, before COVID, I I do remember a Moscow Houston flight and an LA Moscow flight, New York yeah. to Miami. Now it's just New York. Now it's just yeah. New York, yeah. But so, what are the you know destinations that that you uh, traveled to while you were living in Moscow? Sure. So I think anybody who's been to Russia probably heard about the Caucasus area. Georgia, Armenia, Azerbaijan. I went to Georgia and Armenia for about a month when I first got to Russia and it was absolutely fantastic. And the people are incredibly friendly. Food is amazing and both countries are really kind of interesting and up and coming countries that a lot of people don't think about going to visit. So I usually put those at the top of my recommendation list if someone asks me, where else should I go? So go into details about how long, you know, what the flight time is and, and how, how long it would take you to, to travel to those places. Yeah, I think the flight from Moscow to Tbilisi, Georgia is like two and a half, maybe three hours. Um, I don't mm -hmm. remember exactly off the top of my head, but it, it, it's very quick, right? So you can easily take a weekend and go down to Georgia. And it's incredibly mm -hmm. cheap. Round trip, I think the last time my wife and I went, it was like $130. Oh, wow. Yeah, international flight. It was very, very cheap. Right, and did you fly out of Sheremetyevo or or what, where did you fly out of usually? I think it was Domodedovo, which is a bit inconvenient because it's so so much further from the center. Sheremetyevo right. is the easiest airport to, to access in Moscow. Vnukovo isn't bad. I want to point out, um, when you're living in Moscow, I, I mean, you have three international airports to basically choose from, depending on 
I, I liked flying out of Nukova because we lived near uh, right. in the in the southwest. But Sheremetyevo wasn't bad. All, I mean, we had to cross go across the city, but I never wanted to fly out of Domodiedo because it's so yeah so far. So right. But you have you have so many flights that you can choose from. Right. Well, interesting. Actually, Sheremetyevo was ranked one of the best air, uh, airports in the entire world relatively recently. So it's actually a a very good airport. Domodiedo exactly. It's just it's too far. Actually, if you look at a map, you think, ah, oh, it doesn't look that much further from Sheremetyevo. But when you get into the taxi and you're riding or taking the metro and then taking the bus from the metro, it can get, it's a long way out there. One nice thing that they've done in Moscow. Let's put it into perspective. From the city center, Sheremetyevo would probably take, what, 45 minutes? 35, out, maybe. 30, 35, 40. By, by taxi. And then Nukova is a bit less. Damodiedova, maybe an hour and 20 minutes an hour and 15 minutes, something like that. And if you're in traffic, right. obviously that could be uh, <laughs> exponentially <even> be higher. <laughs> but also you can get the, um, Aero Express the train is Aero what I was going to bring up. Right. Yeah. So those, I think it's about 45 minutes to an hour, depending on which airport you're going to, but there's a direct express train from one of the central, there's actually lots of train stations in Moscow too. We probably should mention that. I think there's like nine and six or seven of mm -hmm. them have, international trains so it's it's quite crazy and hectic if you're going to the train station in, in moscow but anyway these aero express trains they go from you know major train stations in the center to directly to the airport i don't want to say all of them go directly into the terminal but i think most of them do so it's not like you get to some you know within, place within away from walking airport, distance. Then you have, exactly whereas before the aero express they have these elektrichki which are just like suburban trains that would take you quite close to the airport, but then you either had a very long walk, a short taxi ride, or a short bus ride then to get to the actual terminal. So right. it's quite convenient. They have Wi-Fi and they're brand new trains. You mentioned uh, the train stations out of Moscow. I thought it was kind of, I mean, it makes sense now, but so you have these, you have the Leningradsky train, train station, which mm -hmm. it means like the direction. So the train stations are named after the direction right after that you're going to be headed. So Yaroslavsky, right. you would be heading in the direction of Yaroslavl. Leningradsky yep. was, you know, St. Petersburg. So you, if you're going to St. Petersburg, you you go out of Leningradsky and then Kievsky. Yep. You're going direction Kiev. So I thought that was kind of interesting that you would, you and know, go Belarus to different Vagzal, train stations. Going in direction of Belarus. Right, right. Rizhsky Vagzal, which is going towards Riga. Right. So. so you mentioned going to uh, Armenia, Georgia, you know, a short flight. I went the opposite direction most, most for most of our trips. I, I still want to mm -hmm. go to Armenia and Georgia, but we would go to, so we would either, my wife's from St. Petersburg, so we'd drive to St. Petersburg by car, or we'd take the uh, Nevsky Express train for, yeah, you know, you'd, you'd be, in, be there in four hours, or the Sapsan is also the similar, three three hours mm -hmm. and 50 minutes or so. And then, or you can take the night train to any, any you know, neighboring cities, mm -hmm. any bigger cities. When we would go to go abroad, we would go to Finland, Germany, or Turkey, and I mean, Normally we'd fly to uh, drive to Finland. Uh, just the border crossing experience is much smoother. 
than mm -hmm. compared to Latvia or Estonia is, is okay too, but um, I've heard driving to Ukraine isn't, you know, you get stuck at the border for several hours. Mm -hmm. um, so Especially you, now, unfortunately. You, yeah, <laughs> you kind of have to pick and choose whether you're going to go by train, plane, or car, but you have all those options, right? So depending on mm -hmm. how much luggage you're going to be taking or how many people, if you, you can fill a car, then maybe it's more economical to go by car. We flew to Germany and we flew to Turkey, obviously, you know, three and a half hours and you're there. And the, the price of the tickets, like there are several airlines that fly, you know, within Western Europe. So again, you right. have a lot of options there. Yeah, that's that's. I mean, all the major European airlines fly into Moscow, into one of the major airports, all of them. I, I can't think of any that don't fly. Recently, in the last, uh, I don't know, five years, there's, I mean, I read before that why there were no low-cost airlines in Russia was because all these, you know, some of the foreign companies wanted to enter the Russian market with their low-cost airlines, and, and Russia just kind of didn't want that to happen. But they, they ended up... Now there are a few that fly in, a few foreign companies that fly into Moscow, and also Pobeda is another one. The Russian low cost, yeah. Right, and when you start comparing the prices, I think even with the low cost airlines, you'll notice that the prices ha has dropped among the other airlines as well, like S7 in general. I mean, I'm not, um, obviously it depends on a lot of factors, but in general, it seemed like there were so many options that it, it was hard not to, you know, it's not like, oh, I'm not going to go to that destination because I can't find something, right? Right, right. Like I said, you can literally get anywhere in Europe with a connection. I mean, I'm talking even like the smallest, small cities. Right, right. You can get to any major city with, with direct flights from Moscow easily. That's not hard. Um, but even getting to smaller cities... It's not difficult. One, what always one, surprised me really quick was how cheap the tickets always were. I don't know if it was a factor of the devalued ruble or what, but it was always very, very cheap to fly from Russia to anywhere in Europe. I mean, I think it's, it would have been, unless you're talking about a really tiny airport somewhere, I mean, you can't find a ticket that costs more than $350. I couldn't, at least. Right. Well, a lot of Russians, they prefer to fly to Europe for vacation because, well, on, for many reasons, but one of the reasons is that if they were to fly domestically to the Far East, for example, the prices um, for those tickets are the same. And right. so, or more, <laughs> you know, or more, yeah, or more. So, you know, the demand is higher, obviously. So, um, it makes more sense to go to Europe for a lot of for a lot of people. Uh, one thing that I wanted to touch on as well is. The opportunity to to go internationally with uh, by train, which is kind of mm -hmm. an experience in its you know on its own that I would recommend anybody do. I did the Moscow. I took the Lev Tolstoy train from Moscow yeah, from to Moscow Helsinki to several times. I I enjoyed that. I it do was a real hour. quick, real quick before you get into this. Before you get into this. That is not representative of most of the other international lines, just to let our viewers know. The line that goes from Moscow to Kiev, for example, it's actually the ultimate destination is 
Chisinau, uh, Moldova. Believe me. For all the trains, nothing though? nice about that train. No yes, that's the only train that runs. It's like the Moscow Odessa Express or something. It's it's ridiculous. You can't get a, a not a fun I'm experience. I'm sure you can get a higher quality. No, you can't. I only took. I only. I only went to Kiev once, on the Plutskart. And yeah, it was, a, it was okay. Good experience, I guess. But I wouldn't do it again. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm just. I just want to make it clear that the train to Finland is kind it of exceptional. Yeah, right. It depends on the the route because that you take. All of for those example. trains are good. So I, whenever we went to Finland, we we've done it. You know, one of three ways. Either I've taken the Lev Tolstoy, which is the 14-hour train leaving moscow i think about 6 or 8 p.m and then getting there in the morning i can't remember in the morning like 12 something. yeah something like that yeah. so and it's it's nice because you're not in a rush you don't get up early you leave you know uh, moscow in the evening you cross the border you don't have to get out of your if you're driving you know over the border you have to go through immigration and show you passport and all that stuff passport control but in the train they do it all they just you know the border officers come by check your documents and you just kind of relax i've done that several times i've done the fast train to st petersburg and then the fast the allegra for example you can take the subsan to st petersburg be there mm -hmm. in four hours and then you can take the allegra to helsinki I think that's mm -hmm. another two and a half hours three or four hours. Oh, okay. No, I don't oh, think it's that long. It, I, I think it's I think it's about three hours or so. But yeah. all in all, you know, depending on your schedule, you can you can play with your schedule, and then and then we would drive. But that was you know like seven eight hours to st petersburg and then another five to helsinki and and at the border you never know how long you're going to be so um but right. one one route that i would really like to take still i haven't taken it is the moscow to berlin train just for the experience yeah. that would That's be that would nice. be fun yeah. yeah so anyway i hope you all understood that the travel opportunities if you're living in moscow are absolutely fantastic Neither of us have been to Central Asia, Kyrgyzstan, Uzbekistan, Tajikistan. Amazing countries from all my friends who've been there. So if you're looking for a place to live where you can also travel, definitely consider Moscow. The, the opportunities are definitely there. And we'll see you in another video.